0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles.
1: Hi, I'm Patty Lepone.
2: This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
1: Oh, hi! I didn't see you there. Today's show is brought to you by the extremely kind donations by our donors. Over at Patreon. Hey, Jess, would you like to go
2: over our Patreon? I would love to. Patreon is this wonderful service which allows you to give us a little financial support for making the great content. And for that, you guys get a lot of fun extra stuff like patron-only commentaries, occasional after parties, a ton of fun other crap, too. Like I I mean, it's it's great. And if you pay a certain amount, you can even pick what we're... What well, we get to choose, like Mina Miniri, who is one of our patrons, has already picked two musicals for us, and she's picking a third now. And Lily Ackles, who just recently moved up to that tier, is about to pick—we're about to contact her and ask what she wants us to do, so if you pay a certain amount, you, you can control us, basically. We will be your slaves. Yes, and— he, <laughs> Our Slave Masters are Stephanie L, Terry Needleman, Max Lunick, Benjamin Lair, Lily Ackles, Mackenzie Horner, John Donna, Taryn the Duck, hashtag Confirmed Real Duck, Melissa Goldman, hashtag Confirmed Real Goldman, Jess Lightning, the best Jess on the show, Ewan Cassidy, Haley McDonald, Taskier, Cal McLeod, Fire of September, Mina Miniri, Monica Thoreau, Brent Black, Haley Murray, Allison Wonderland, B-Way Flicks, Michael Johan, Nathaniel Stacy Coombe, Joseph Evans Green, Luna Rocks 222, Dragal Drew Witter, William Want, and Carrie Arem. Did you get that right? <laughs> Ahern. <Carrie> Ahern. <laughs> that gives a hearn.
1: Carrie A Hearn. Financial support. A little extra financial support that helps us keep the lights on here at Musicals with Cheese. If you would like to join them in supporting us and get a ton of fun perks, such as patron only commentaries, our episodes a day early or even earlier, come join us on Patreon. Would you
2: like to start the show for I real? I would just? love to start the show for real, Andrew. I'm Jesse McAnally. and I'm Andrew DeWolf, and welcome to Musicals to Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater. How are you doing today, Andrew? I am doing pretty good, actually. How
1: are you doing, Jess? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, eh? How about you? Oh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do the Canadian voice the whole time. I don't think I can even try that. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, you actually messed that up. It's sorry about that. Sorry about that, eh? <laughs> eh? <laughs> Hey, did you watch the news? Um, no, I've been here doing a podcast, actually, with with you. So I've not really been... bad
2: news. We're about to have a bunch of planes coming into here in Newfoundland. Oh, why are they coming in? (laughs) (laughs) 9-11!
1: Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) yeah. Um, Y'all missed an injury (laughs) went across the room. (laughs) Okay,
2: um... Thank you for that, Jess. (laughs) In case you guys haven't picked up on it, this week we're doing Come From Away. The perfect, light-hearted take on 9-11. Welcome
1: to the wildest weather that you've ever heard
2: of. Where everyone is nicer, but it's never nice above.
0: Welcome to the farthest place you'll get from Disneyland.
2: Fish and chips and shipwrecks.
0: This is Newfoundland.
2: Welcome Welcome to to the Rocks of
0: Islander
2: Come from Away is a Canadian musical with book, music, and lyrics by Irene Sankoff and David Hine. It is set in the week following September 11th attacks and tells a true story of what transpired when 38 planes were ordered to land unexpectedly in the small town of Gander in the province of Newfoundland and Labrador, and in the small province of Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada, as part of Operation Yellow Ribbon. The characters in the musical are based on and, in most cases, share the names of real gander residents, as well as some of the 7,000 stranded travelers they housed and fed. The musical is received by audience and critics as a cathartic reminder of the capacity for human kindness, even in the darkest times, and the triumph of humanity over hate. Andrew, how, how'd you like Come From Away?
1: Come From Away is actually pretty nice. It's, uh, I, I liked it quite a bit, like, more, more than I was expecting to, although... I do remember the first time I saw this, I think it was like maybe or even our first episode. It was our
2: very first kind of episode when and we even, did the even Tonys. then I
1: was like, that show looks pretty good.
2: <laughs> no, you, you, I mean, at first glance, the show, the show I would describe as a surprise because it looks like a bunch of old white people kind of half dancing. And it kind of is,
1: but it's <laughs> about a place where a bunch of old white people live. So it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> How would you describe the plot of Come From Away? Okay, well, um, it starts out in in this small town and it introduces all the small town folks and the fact that, oh, nothing ever really happens here, eh? Um, and then all of a sudden 9-11 and now there's a shit ton of people. <laughs> and then basically it's just like what happens with all these people and they learn how to fit in better in this place and they have some fun and then they go home, and, and they're like, oh, well, 9-11 still happens, so I guess. <laughs> Being in Canada didn't stop 9-11 from happening. Yeah, but they then it's the finale's like, oh, but we kept in touch. <laughs> I mean, y- you're not wrong. Yeah. I mean, I think the plot to it is not weak, because it's like a true story, but it's like, It's kind of more just holds together, like, some fun events that happen
2: more than anything. And emotionally resonant events. Um, This is... I I don't like using the word groundbreaking because it does seem a bit, like, hyperbole, but I personally have never seen a musical documentary done quite in this style, because this is a documentary, so to say.
1: Yeah, it's... I mean, you usually don't see true stories told in this kind of way. I mean, they might... you might see something like Evita... Where, you know, they're trying to tell a true story based on a person, and it's like, oh, well, this is their life, and this is how this stuff happened. But this is, like, these are events, and this is, like, a bunch of people, and this is what happened. <laughs> um, you know, there's not really a main character, per se, in, in the whole thing. There's, I would say there's, like, five or six people that they mainly follow, but it's a lot of songs are, like, group songs and things like that. Mm-hmm. almost all of the songs honestly there's i don't think there's like how many how many songs are like one person like maybe three <laughs>
2: i think only one i think only one is like a solo number and that's me in the sky yeah um because all the rest has the company involved in some way yeah
1: and i think i what i like as well is that a lot of the music here is really like folky mm-hmm. um which is great because i mean it works with the, it works it with the plot style. because, I mean, the plot is about uh, a small-town community coming together to help a large group of people, which, I mean, that just suits folk music, and then it also helps with uh, having every song be a company number because, I mean, nothing sounds better in folk music than gang vocals. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know how to describe the feel of this because there's nothing to compare it to. It feels... It feels honest. It feels like, we know who we are, and that's fine. (laughs) Like, very proud. I would almost say wholesome in
1: some parts, but it's like not quite. It never never goes to, like, Disney levels of sappy wholesomeness.
2: Because there is still the darkness of the event, (laughs) which is... Yeah.
1: Um, So I feel like it really kind of... It has a good tone to it, and it knows how to play that up. And the music is, throughout, pretty fun and... There's enough emotion in it that it's, you know, you know makes you feel something, but it's not overly like sappy and like oh 9/11 happened, please cry here. Insert insert part where you
2: cry, you know. They try not to (laughs) harp on the 9/11 thing because then it would feel like using it as a tool. Like have you ever heard of the film Remember Me with Robert Pattinson? Yeah, I was honestly going to bring that up. <laughs> All right, I'll let you talk about that then. I mean, that's just awful, isn't it?
1: Like that whole the whole story has nothing to do with 9/11 and then it ends and it's like and then he died in 9/11.
2: No, like I think the last shot is like, hey, this has been a period piece, right? I wonder where he's going and it just pans out and it's like the two towers and then a title of the bottom. And then it shows September. the date. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of how it is. Except the September is right next to the two towers, so it looks like the two towers are the eleven.
1: Yeah, and it's like, it's
2: so, um,
1: like, hitting you on the head with the cry hammer. It's like, he's gonna die in 9-11. Get it? Get it? You're gonna, he's gonna die. <laughs> it's like, it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, the th- yeah, it's really good, and I really credit the composers who have never done anything much before this or after this. The, compo- the main thing that this composer team, which is an actual couple, they are an item, Um, the only thing they did before this was a musical called My Mother's Lesbian Jewish Wiccan Wedding, which is about his mother... I'm surprised did-
1: it didn't make it to Broadway, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it was just...
2: Like, he was gonna write this crazy story, like, a more exaggerated version of his mom's wedding. And then they were like, no, just tell the truth. And then he just wrote that musical as the truth of how his mother got remarried and <laughs> a Jewish lesbian Wiccan ceremony. And it's like, okay, alright, when you tell the truth and you just tell things how it happened and you just bring out the human element, people can relate. So they read the news story about what happened in Gander, And they saw that there was going to be like a 10th anniversary celebration in 2011. They're like, all right, let's go interview these people. And they met, basically they just sat down with a bunch of people with their iPhones, not knowing what they were going to do with it, whether it was going to be a musical, and just had them tell their story. And Beverly Bass, who is the main pilot character, um, they sit down with her and... She basically tells her entire life story and nearly word for word, they turn it into me in the sky. And then Beverly Bass didn't even know, like, she was going to be into a musical until she got the invite. She's like, okay, then me me and my husband are going to sit down and watch this. And then she just sees, she was like, I expect to be like a background character or just like something, but they give me my entire number and it's my life. What?
1: Yeah. And I feel like, um... It just, it, this story resonates with so many people because there's so many different type of people in the show. Like, there's not, like, one person That it's like, well, if you don't relate to this person, it's pretty much over. And you don't, you don't get the emotional resonance. Like, there's, like, the, the couple, like, of a, a Texan and a British person that meet up and, and kind of, like, hit it off while they're stuck there. Um, there's the, uh, the one guy who's, like, going into people's backyards and expecting to get shot. <laughs> I mean, it's just a the bunch gay of crazy couple. stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of different people to connect with.
2: The mom who thinks her son might, who's a firefighter, might have died.
1: Yeah, which do we, I don't remember if we get closure on Yeah, that. he died. Yeah. It's um, sad. Yeah, it's like, you know, there's, there's a lot of different types of people in this, and I think there's something for almost everybody you
2: know mm-hmm. um can i tell like a really sad ish like story about the pilot character beverly bass in real life because most of these are based on real people and so she's got this real feminist anthem about like hey i was once not allowed to fly because i was a woman now I-, I i can do whatever the fuck i want and i'm awesome yeah and know what she does now um no she sits on Twitter, tweeting about how great Trump is and cyberbullying <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Yeah, I mean,
1: well, she's an old lady, you know. To some extent, though, you have to still be happy for her for that she was able to overcome her obstacles. I mean, uh, yes, you, but my point you can, is, you can't you just suddenly a- turn against that because you don't agree with her politics. I mean, I'm just
2: saying, old people <laughs> shouldn't have face or shouldn't have Twitter, is what I'm saying. I mean,
1: Twitter is an angry place for angry people on both sides. Let's just be real here. I mean, people like to get pissy, and old people get pissy at the young people, and the young people get pissy at the old people, and that's just kind of how Twitter works. all Andrew. Yeah, me too, you know? I also do, but the old people aren't going to get that because they already have theirs and they don't care.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Free college, Andrew! Free college!
1: Um... I don't know. I don't, don't want to detract, detract from her role in the musical. What was your
2: favorite story? What was your favorite plot line within the musical? The the British and uh, Texan
1: couple. I really? Was, I thought that was pretty cute. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think you'd be the sentimental type. I thought it was fun. I like the part where they're all dancing about being a Newfoundlander. That was like <laughs> that was my <laughs> favorite part kiss, of the whole show. have to kiss the fish. Yeah, that was my favorite part of the whole show. I thought that was really great. I mean, th- I just like... I like small-town communities, and I like those type of small-town people. Uh, and this whole show is just full of that. <laughs> I just kind of like how no one's an asshole. Well, yeah, and I think what what you a lot of times get with these type of communities is uh, everybody knows everybody else, and everyone is likes to help each other, you know? Um. Like I, I live in this type of that type of area, and you get that from people, you know.
2: I guess I'm a city guy. I'm a, you're city, a city boy. Ci- yeah,
1: you're a city boy. I mean, when you walk, born down and the raised street, in South. When Detroit. you when you walk to st- when you walk down the street, you probably see 800 people that all would spit on you if they got the chance. Um, oh, and but, they do. <laughs> and when you but when you live in a small town, you know everybody
2: knows each other and and they help each other. So. Andrew, are you the small-town girl living in a r- lonely world, and I am just the city boy, born and raised in South Detroit? I
1: feel like they have that backwards, because I feel like the city people are the lonely ones.
2: <sighs> there's no such thing as South Detroit, too. Like, that's not a thing that exists. Well, I mean, there there is, literally speaking. I mean, there's a no, southern part of Detroit. No, there
1: isn't. I I mean, there there is. I no, mean, if you isn't. look at a map, one part of it is further south than the rest of it nope that's it's detroit is weird detroit is one literal point on a map and there's no there's no parts of it it's just you go there and it's a well, single point you see
2: there's southwest <laughs> detroit there's like different variations but there's no south detroit well there's no region
1: that they call south detroit but there is a part of the why detroit would that they call south. it
2: why would they call it south detroit why wouldn't they have just called northeast detroit because it fits in the song you've written lyrics before right yes (laughs) um but i would not i would not born and raised in southwest detroit that still works (laughs) it still works it doesn't work nearly as well (laughs) it works you know what i will just said like born and raised in in, somewhere in detroit that is like beyond infinitely worse (laughs) (laughs) speaking (laughs) of lyrics How'd you like, like the overall storytelling here? Cause it's kind of like nonstop music, but there is dialogue. I think it's really good. Um, cause when you're telling this kind of story,
1: you, you need to have, it's, it, they almost have like a narration in a way, cause you have different characters that will come out and tell you what's going on. Uh, Beverly is one, the mayor is one, um. And they kind of just come out in between songs, and, then, and they're like, and then this happened, and we've never seen anything like this before, and, and, and then they go into another song. We got tampons and
2: pads!
1: Yeah, and then they go into another song, and it's like, it, it works because there's not one person that we're following, and it makes it more difficult to have a straightforward story.
2: Were you ever confused? Because the, the actors pretty much play double roles here, and was that ever confusing for you? There's a few times where it's like, is he playing the role or is he part of the ensemble right now? Right. You know? Because that was kind of confusing when I first saw it, too.
1: But, I mean, I guess I kind of just took it as like, it doesn't really matter because there's there's supposed to be 7,000 people. So it's like, whatever.
2: (laughs) Now, when we did Avita, you talked a lot about framing and real people and all that. Do you feel like this had... Like, they had that responsibility of framing real people that are contemporaneous, and they're not, like, public figures. They are just honest god people. And do you think that it did that well? So this one, I think,
1: this is kind of, in a way, it's like everything is positive about them. They didn't really ever say anything negative about any particular person, so you can't really accuse them of, like...
2: Well, they have, like, the xenophobia plot line where they're like I'll oh, get that Muslim out of here and all that yeah and
1: I mean I think the difference there is that they're not cu- coming out and they're like the guy that was mayor of Gander at this particular point he said all this mean shit uh, it's more like a this was the general sentiment of everyone right now because this this attack just happened and a lot of people
2: were against Muslims at this time because mm-hmm. of that you know, and how do you feel the use of 9-11 is done in this? I know we brought up remember me, but we didn't really compare it to this very well and like well 11 kind with of this, with this being a
1: true story Yeah, it's a little different. I mean you can't tell this story and not not mention 9-11 I mean
2: it's not well the thing is <laughs> it, it kind of ignores 9-11 for a good chunk of this story Because that's not the story they wanted to tell
1: Right. It was this just isn't, the this catalyst, isn't, basically. Yeah, this isn't eleven. the show. This is, remember when all these planes showed up in this small town and they were stuck there, you know? And it's like, that was part of it, but that's not the main focus that they're going with. They're trying to tell the story of how the heck did this small town deal with all these new people that are, you know, from different places going to different places and they're all
2: just stuck there. <laughs> like, imagine an entire city, like... Because they said they only had, like, what, um, 8,000 people there? Yeah, so they like, almost city.
1: doubled their population.
2: Exactly. <laughs> like, 7,000 planes, and they had to figure out where we're going to house them, because you can't just put them all into the hotel, so you got to put them in people's houses. Yeah. It's really fucked up what happened. I
1: think one thing that they kind of, they do mention, but they gloss over it a little bit, is that Gander, as a town, was probably a little more prepared for this than they're letting on. Just because they do have a very large airport that did used to be used for all sorts of stuff like this. Um, uh, it's. They mention that in the show, though. They mention it a little bit, but I think they make it seem like they're completely unprepared when they probably, you know have it in the back of their minds that this kind of thing might happen occasionally.
2: But but (laughs) when has been the last time like probably not at the level they had it is the Not at the level that they had it, no. Like I think that's mostly the issue because never before has really all planes been grounded in the entire like North America region. I think this is the
1: only time in recent history that all the whole entire uh, North America had to be grounded.
2: Like it's ridiculous to think like Something like that could happen, like out of nowhere, with no like preceding warning, aside from like, oh, like because it, it's I mean, remarkable. Uh, well, there is like China right now. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but like things happening in America, you don't often think about how other countries are affected by it either. Yeah, because imagine anyone in Canada doing this for America right now. I mean, I think they would. If there was another, if there was yeah. another
1: emergency, I bet you that. They would help us
2: Justin Trudeau just said nope throw him in the ocean
1: I don't like that Donald Trump guy therefore all Americans should just drown
2: <laughs> throw <laughs> him in the ocean and he's like putting on blackface as he's doing it yeah I, I don't I mean I know a lot of leaders don't like Donald
1: Trump and that's totally fair but I don't think that they would just
2: of course not shoot our
1: country in the in the face because they don't like the one guy <laughs> No,
2: I agree with you. I agree. <laughs> it's it's strange how this show is a fucking roller coaster of emotions because it'll go from like the super highest highs to like them dancing around like, oh, you're gonna be a Newfoundland, and then the next song is like, I can't find my son, he might be dead. Then like, ah, let's dance and screech out. I just think it's a
1: it keeps the tone balanced though, like it never gets like. You know, because this is a show about a dark time and it never gets too happy, but it shows like, you know, good stuff can still happen even in the dark times, you know. Not for everyone, though. <laughs> <laughs> your son, your son's not coming back to life. Your son's dead. <laughs> your son's dead, Jim. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I mean, plot-wise, there's just not, there's not too much to talk about here. There really isn't, and that's not a negative? Not at all. It's just, it's a well-told story, but it's told more in a documentary style than anything. Um, it's not really, like, there's not a cohesive plot that's like, you know, point one, point two, point three, you know, beginning, middle, end kind of thing, you know? Yeah. You want to go into a mid-show announcement? Absolutely. Let's go to the middle of our show, because our show is very plot-based.
2: <laughs> Structure-based, not plot-based. We, t- we tell a story here. Uh, yeah, there, there, there's been some... Di- character development over the past year and a half like and if you haven't caught up on it you gotta start from the beginning i'll be honest i think our characters are starting to get a little Flanderized. really mean i'm just getting louder and you're getting more
1: angry no i'm i'm getting more and more reasonable and personable and and likable and you're just becoming more of a shill (laughs)
2: Sorry to interrupt you in the middle of the show, but I've got a shill at you. Um, today's show is brought, brought to you by, walk by the that extremely <laughs> kind donations by our donors over at Patreon. Um, Andrew, why don't you just say who's giving us money right now? You fucking shill, personal shill. Our patrons show. Are Stephanie L, Tara Needleman, Max
1: Lunick, Benjamin Learer, Lily Ackles, Mackenzie Horner, John Donna, Terran the Duck, Melissa Goldman, Jess Lightning, you and Cassidy Haley McDonald to Skier, Colin McLeod uh fire of september mina maniri monica thoreau brent black Haley murray alice in wonderland b-way flicks michael johan with daniel stacy coombe joseph evans green luna rocks 222 uh regal witter and
2: william want these folks give us a little financial support that helps us keep the lights on here at musicals with cheese um if you would like us to continue to musicals splain things to you once a week, Um, come support us on Patreon. I'm fucking salty. Alright guys, let's get back to the show. What do you think
1: about Welcome to the Rock as an opening number? It's fine. I honestly I do think this is maybe one of the weaker numbers in my opinion, but uh, really, It's the only one I really get stuck in my head that a lot. You don't get the uh you'll be a new Funlander <laughs> I don't, I get Welcome to the Rock Wedding Come From Away. I think it's a good song and it's a good opening. Um and I like that it's it's just gonna focus on the setting. There's I I kinda like that there's no scenes of like people in the planes before they land.
2: Yes, I agree. I feel like it's like this oncoming presence that is like on the horizon, on the horizon. And Once they're there, like they don't talk about anyone who isn't in Newfoundland until they leave and then they aren't happy again until they come back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's good. Um, It's a great song. I mean, it sets the musical style really well, too. Like you got that like heavy kind of percussion and very uh, full vocal sound because everyone's singing and it's great.
2: It's very percussive, very, and also gets you the choreography and the kind of style of like, we're going to talk to you and like, as if we're talking heads in a documentary and you better get fucking used to it. And you know what I also like?
1: What? They, they use the correct accent. They get characters, they get actors that
2: actually do the accent. And they look like normal people is another thing. They don't all look like theater actors. It's amazing that they found a bunch of actors
1: that are able to do the, that accent right. What, what's the accent the Newfoundland accent?
2: I mean Can you do your best Newfoundland accent? No, I can't even try That's why I think it's amazing that they found so many people that can do it My Newfoundland accent eventually turns into Minnesotan and it feels like I'm in an episode of Fargo I mean Minnesotan and, and Canadian accents are very close Han the car needs a jumper. Yeah exactly um, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Definitely. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Sarah Palin kind of thing. I can see Russia from my house. Uh, from my hoose From my house. <laughs> that there—that's a moose. You know they could have—they could have
1: just done lame is and have everyone be—you uh, know I'm can I'm Canadian with a British accent.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, oh yeah! Shots! Shots
2: fired right there. Yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah!
1: Yeah!
2: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, welcome to the rock where we come
1: from Hawaii. That's uh, That's going to be the movie version and they get Hugh Jackman to
2: be the mayor. <laughs> no, they are doing a movie version, but they're getting the guy that directed the original Broadway show to come back and do it. So I feel like he's it's not going to fuck it up. It's going to be good. I feel like it might be. like If they actually shoot it in like documentary style and like hire a bunch of actors, I think it would be really great. I think it's got potential. I'll I think this it. is, like, suited to be a movie, unlike things like, I don't know, 13 feels like it's a bad choice for a movie. Fun fact, okay. I'm totally derailing a little bit, but I feel like you might get a kick out of this and, like, think it's as strange as I do. I'll get a kick out of you. Let's do it. So, Jason Robert Brown, you know, the president of the Jason Robert Brown fan club, for Jason Robert Brown. You mean Savior of Writing, Jason Robert Brown? Yeah, Savior of Writing, Jason <laughs> Robert Brown. Um... <laughs> His musical, Thirteen, is being turned into a movie by Netflix, and the director is the director of Billy Madison. (laughs) That is a weird choice. I I mean, I don't know what is Thirteen about. Is it it a goofball comedy? (laughs) No, it's about 13-year-olds in school.
1: That doesn't seem interesting to me, but maybe.
2: It's a little bit more edgy than, say, a high school musical. Like, it's got some edge to it.
1: Like so it's... Vanessa Hudgens won't be in it just kind of awkwardly smiling at all times.
2: <laughs> it's like a jungle up here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when that's going to stop being funny, but it's not anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, the director of this um she also directed Half Baked. Like it's really weird that they picked her to direct 13, a Jason Robert Brown musical. Maybe maybe it will be good. I mean, I, I like think I like my musicals to be good. We got a lot of musical movies coming out, and it would be great if they were all good. Uh, it would be nice if we can get at least one good one. You know, Spielberg's releasing a musical this year, so maybe it's going to be that one. Hopefully. I mean, honestly, I don't really care what it is as long as it's...
1: I mean, so far, we're on it's off to a really bad start because we got cats right out of the gate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we also got everyone... Everybody's talking about Jamie. That's going to be maybe good. Maybe maybe
0: i am here in canada i am telling you listen my son he takes risks he's not
1: missing he's helping or hurt he'll get out of this yes i'll keep trying and yes here's the number and yes
0: at the legion and gander i'll be right here. i should be there when it's over and done when he comes through the door and says i'm home mom. i should be there for my son but instead
2: after message for her son until there's no more room on his answering machine all i know is
0: you are there you are there and i am
2: here um let's talk about i am here which is hannah's song where she's just searching for her son it's probably the saddest song, like, and they yeah. put a dead center into the show, and it's, like, one of those rare times where it's, like, uber sincere, and uber, like, like, please, like, this is the darkness of nine eleven. take us seriously.
1: Well, yeah, and I feel like you have to have a number like this, because you can't just, you can't have the whole show be just, like, people that have no consequences, and it's just, they're just dancing, and it's fun. It's like, no, you I mean... Something bad, really bad, did just happen, and,
2: you know. There are people that are trying to figure <laughs> out what's going on. But the thing about this character, I think her name's Beulah, Beulah, um, and, uh, like, she still looks back fondly and made friends and was, like, emotionally, like, supported while she was in Newfoundland. Yeah,
1: but it's still not, I mean, it's, I'm sure it was still a really sad time.
2: Yes, I mean, no matter what, it's going to be a sad time, but some of the greatest friends are made during the darkest times. Which is basically the point of this musical.
1: It, I mean, if you were going to sum it up in one sentence, that would be pretty much the best thing to say. Put
2: it on the poster, guys. Put it on the poster. It's a hoot. It's a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> Call back to our last episode. <laughs> um. Do you know what this this musical didn't win any of the big Tonys? And do you know what it lost to? Um. Your favorite musical of all time, Andrew. This...
1: This one was the year that the one that you wanted to win was Great Comet, right? Yes. And it lost to... Well, it didn't lose to Tootsie. No. Um, oh, no! This was Dear Evan Hansen, wasn't it? <laughs>
2: yes. Oh, And God just watching something like this, <laughs> and how emotional and how effective it can be compared to Dear Evan Hansen, which might be as emotionally resonant as Tepid Pudding. Ah, <sighs> like, how did Dear Evan Hansen win? Honestly, I think Tootsie
1: was better than Dear Evan Hansen. I mean, yes, but I didn't <laughs> expect you to say it. I'm gonna come right out there. Tootsie was better than Dear Evan Hansen. I would have rather have seen that win. Um,
2: that wasn't now, even the same year <laughs> I, I I guess I don't even care. This was way better, though. um, compare this to great Comet. like, because you got those three up against each other, Come From Away, Great Comet, and Dear Evan Hansen. Who do you think deserves the reward if Andrew was the sole proprietor of Who Gets the Tony? Okay, I mean, the one that I think is actually the
1: best is Great Comet. Yes. But if we're going like, oh, you know, we want a crowd pleaser to be the big winner, uh, Come From Away, for sure. Because
2: honestly, if this had won Best Musical, I probably wouldn't be as salty about it as I am. Well, yeah, because this is
1: like this is it's actually quality. good. This yeah. is good.
2: I mean... And Grey Comet isn't for everyone, you know?
1: It's it's not- It's Which a is fine, bit, too. The music is not, like, something everyone's gonna get up and dance to or whatever. Whereas this, like, is. So if you're gonna pick one that's, like, a crowd pleaser, which I would say Dear of Hansen is something that I would consider trying to be a crowd pleaser with the type of music it's I mean. It's like pop rock, you know? Like It's garbage. Uh, yeah. And so, like, this is way better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, don't know, I don't know how else to say it. This deserves it more.
2: I agree, but the thing is, Come From Away, <laughs> unlike Great Comet, had the last laugh in the end, this is still running and making a ton of money. Like in Canada, it's running. In New York, it's yeah, running. Yeah, Great Comet was kind
1: of more of a tragic story where it's like well, it lost and then it also lost again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it It lost to racism. Racism took down Great Comet.
1: Yeah, and I guess that's what happens when you do a story about... Europeans in the eighteen hundreds. Racism takes it down.
0: <laughs> now the first part is the easiest. We'll soon get to the queasiest I'll need you to repeat this mess. When you become a new fan, he a different language, son. We had some S and some
2: rum. You'll have to try a good cad. When you become a new Finder, hey hey, hey, to your best, nothing scary, nothing. dead You'll have to change the way you're dressed. And you'll be a new Finder,
0: hey just
2: in uh, let's talk about um Screech in slash the bar song. Cause I know you love this scene. Oh yeah. To be a new Yeah, I love the stuff with the, the
1: fish and <laughs> I love their little rain hats. <laughs> The
2: rain hats are the best! <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, nothing has made me want to go to Canada more than watching this musical. Like, I feel like it would be an event. This is, like, the best promotion Newfoundland has ever gotten. I agree. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, Toronto Comedy Fest, invite our show to do a live show and we'll do it. We'll, we'll 100% be there. Yeah, but only if it's in Newfoundland and not Toronto. I mean, I'd be down for anything. Anywhere in Canada wants us to do a live show, we'll do it. I mean, I've been to, like... I've been to
1: like, you know, Quebec City and Montreal and I've been to Toronto. I've been to Niagara Falls and that's about it. Yeah, I mean Niagara Falls, isn't that that is Toronto, isn't it? It's not far from Toronto, but not it's in very, the city. It's not the same, but it's close. Um, but like, you know, nothing quite matches the level of being given a little rain hat.
2: <laughs> the serious the serious way you just delivered that as if like you were telling me my son just died i want a little rain
1: hat you know and it
2: like it's neat to
1: cross the border and suddenly have to read all your signs in french but like
2: i <laughs> and never go got like a... 10 miles slower on the freeway it's about the same speed honestly uh, not in detroit I remember going from like 80 miles an hour to 63 miles an hour. You can go 80 miles an hour in the United States? Yeah, you can. Not anywhere near me. Yeah, we got <laughs> 75 to 80 miles per hour down yeah, here. I
1: went from 55 miles per hour to 60 kilometers per hour, which is about the same.
2: Mm. Yeah, we, we we drive like speed demons down here. We're called the Motor City for a reason.
1: Good f- good on you.
2: <laughs> yeah, come, come visit us one day. I'll come, come from, from away. away. I'll come from away. <laughs> Let's talk about me in the sky.
1: Well, this is their uh this is uh Captain Marvel the song, right? <laughs> Captain Marvel <laughs> before Captain Marvel. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Captain Marvel would be a Trump supporter. If I'm
2: honest. I mean she was did go to she did work for the military. That film bothers me. Not because like it's <laughs> took it. like that film is funded by the fucking military the air force had to approve how they were portrayed in that movie so that they could give money to marvel to make that movie it's true no i, I mean captain marvel herself i feel like i
1: mean you're giving this military person all these god powers all these god powers to use i mean i feel like she's gonna be kind of a despot you know a bit, it's a bit of a fascist vibe there but i guess well, it's a, it's a feminist happened? it's a feminist message though
2: so you know okay. now that i'm sitting here thinking isn't that the same fucking thing that happened to captain america though <laughs> you yeah, take this soldier and you give him god powers it could be a captain america doesn't have god powers though let's be he, real here he does he
1: is very he strong. doesn't age and he can't drink that's true but he's he, i mean i feel like even iron man could beat him pretty easily no, well iron man didn't beat him easily he was on a what, hand-to-hand yeah, iron, fight. iron man didn't beat him because him and his best friend teamed up and beat him
2: that's why you and i can take on iron man andrew let's go yeah if if roadie was uh still around iron man would have won <laughs> iron man would have two iron man two would have won iron man three iron man three is the only iron
1: man me in the sky <laughs> well let's let's be real though all the marvel movies are pretty fascist bent Come on. Like, I mean, what do you mean? Okay, what uh, f- f- What the fuck are you talking about? A superhero as a concept is like a fascist concept. It's like, let's give one person who we trust their values all of this power and they can, you know, just deem anyone else a villain and take them
2: out. I mean, isn't that what vigilante justice is in general? That's why vigilante justice is illegal. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's not a fascist thing. Like vigilantes aren't specifically fascist. I, I mean, not specifically, but I think the idea that they are a good
1: thing is why. Very curious. Well, I mean, what is a despot other than just a like a vis- uh, that type of vigilante mindset, but just taking over the government? Like, if Captain America or Iron Man ran for president, what kind of government
2: would that be? Um. Well, one where there's a lot of snark I guess GGG G, G. Oh, I'm gonna turn this into the oblong office not the oval office <laughs> alright we're done with that <laughs> <laughs>
0: back then and they said are you better than us do you think but i kept getting hired and the world war ii crew they retired and the girls all thought much higher of me 1986 the first female American Drinks.
1: in the sky yes
2: me in the sky is captain marvel the musical it's a fine song it's it's... It's a great song like surprisingly emotional like i remember just listening to it and like nearly crying i like it um and she i think after this song she kind of becomes
1: the main character in a way because
2: she's the only one with like a real number about who i am and what i do whereas even the other solo number by beulah it It or no, it's by Hannah. Not yeah. Um, is just like I'm looking for my son and I can't find him. And this is like here's my whole life story in a song. I think the only thing that I have not against
1: this song that I don't really like about the song is just that it it does give a character backstory, and I almost I almost see that as a bad thing in a way. Really? Okay. Because the whole rest of this is almost like play by play. It's like, this is what's happening in this moment, and then this one song breaks that entirely,
2: and it doesn't really have a reason to. I think it does, I get what you're saying, but the reason is to recontextualize the final lines of the, sh- of the song. Which is like, I hear there's terrorist action, and the one thing I love more than anything was used as the bomb. And this is the reason why I can't fly right now and do the one thing I've always wanted to do when I'm stuck here and it's frustrating. So yeah. all well, that that's backstory why I, is I important for this, that last moment to hit.
1: I also say this song, I think, is makes her the main character in the end. Yes. Um, which is fine. And I think it helps end the story better, because otherwise it kind of just ends with like, well, that's it. <laughs> oh, Whereas now there's like a Finn little land. bit of, of like a closure to it, where it's like, you know, I mean, the closure is obviously a negative closure, because 9-11 happened. But it's still because actually 9/11. something, there's still closure to it, and
2: not just, you know, everything kind of goes back to what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, would you rank this as, like, one of the better songs in the show, is my question? Because it is kind of the iconic one, aside from maybe Welcome to the Rock. It's fine. It's it's no, it's no you'll be a fundlander, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, this isn't your brand of song to begin with, either. No, it's, I mean, i I didn't... Dislike I mean, it. I didn't. I, I didn't. Mean, you hate women, any and you means. don't like, and you don't like songs where women are the focus. You fucking sexist. Ob- obviously, that's what it is. You're right. You, you've Horrible nailed, you... misogynist. That's why I didn't like Tootsie. There was just a, a two. Like when he was the man, it was fine. But as soon as he became... the second, he became the woman, I was lost. <laughs> <laughs>
0: my dad's house I look out the window at this view I've looked at my whole life and now a part of it something's missing Something's missing. Kevin breaks up with me and then he quits and moves back home to New York and I miss him I miss his jokes
2: something's lost Nick and I call each other when we can but it's awful the only reason we met was because this terrible thing let's
1: talk about something's missing uh this is when they all go back and it's like oh everything was good but nine eleven.
2: <laughs> well it is kind of contemplating with i had such a good time because of nine eleven, and now i gotta come back and deal with like oh this was actually a horrible thing that happened not a million miles away but right here right now it wasn't just this fantasy thing that i experienced like i think one guy says that like people asked if i was like like how bad was it when I was trapped, but they don't understand that it was so much better. Yeah.
1: Well, cause it's almost like you know, when you're trapped there, there's no responsibilities. It's like a right. almost it was almost like a mini vacation in a way for some of these people. <laughs> Each and every day like a mini vacation? Yeah, all grown, grown up. up. <laughs> I came from away. Really wanna shout it out. Come from away <laughs> with you. Yeah, I mean, this is the I mean, this, this song, Something's Missing, is like the emotional ending where it's like, yeah, we had all this fun, but like, you know, this wasn't really a good thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and
2: it's kind of like recontextualizes, because we tend to forget, like, 9-11. I never forget 9-11. It's the slogan of the day. What about 11-12? I forgot. Or 11-7. Sorry, that was the day Trump got elected. 11-7. I 11 forgot. 9. 11 9. Sorry. Because there's not 11 and 11 9.
1: Isn't that the day every president gets elected?
2: No, because the Tuesday falls on a different day every year. Oh, well, I'm sure another president has been elected on 11 9. Yeah. I don't know
1: which one, but
2: I'm sure it has happened. Name it now or it never happened, Andrew. Picks or it didn't happen. Abraham Lincoln. All right, I'm looking it up. Abraham Lincoln. Vampire Hunter.
1: When was he elected? He was president. March 4th. Well, that's when he got in office when he was elected.
2: Is this going to be another moment where we realize that President Garfield was died on a Monday? Oh no. <laughs> remember that? <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I think that was the moment
1: I realized, "Oh, this podcast is going to work." Garfield died on Monday. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, no, he was November 6th. Ha, huh, you are wrong and your mom will never love you now. Uh, <laughs> One, uh, one day off. Sounds strange!
0: <laughs> of when the sun is setting and it's darker than the floor. If you're open for a harbor, then you'll find an open door In the wind or from the water, from whatever in the wings To the ones who have come from away He we said, welcome to the rock to the welcome, to the rock to, 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 to the welcome, to the welcome, to the welcome, to the welcome, to the
2: rock Andrew, how would you Muppetize Come From Away? Oh my goodness, this is a mainstay now, isn't it? It's. I'm trying. There's to. no
1: characters. What do you mean? How do you muppetize <laughs> it? How do you muppetize it? <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. Beverly's Miss Piggy. I don't know. Uh. Hannah is a is a special guest. And uh, everyone else is just random Muppets. There's a thousand. <laughs> everyone random... else is Kermit. Everyone else is Kermit. Everyone else is Kermit. All the other Muppets. There's a bunch of chickens. <laughs>
2: Um, Bert and Ernie the, the, need to uh, be the gay couple though. <laughs>
1: yeah, Bert and Ernie are are in there, even though they're not Muppets, they're Sesame Streets, but
2: <laughs> they are Muppets on Sesame Street. Kermit was on Sesame Street. Um that's true. But Kermit was also on the Muppets. Bert yeah, so were Bert and Ernie. Ernie. I don't remember that ever happening. They were re- they weren't regulars, but they did show up. Okay.
1: Fair enough. Um Okay, it, this this show doesn't have characters, really, to Muppetize, so it's not going to be easy to do. <laughs>
2: well, it looks like you got your work cut out for you, Andrew. Also, I think the gay couple should be Statler and Waldorf. Well, no, because then neither of them would do anything to That's... bang each other. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, ho! Drop oh, your thumb in my bum! Oh, ho, ho!
1: Making light of 9-11,
2: Jess. That was I thought here. my day was shitty. Now let's talk about it. All
1: right. Overall <laughs> thoughts from Come From Away. I mean, I think it's really good. I love the music. Um, it's got a good emotional core to it. And it's not too, doesn't overstay its welcome. It's very short, which is
2: always a good thing. <laughs> mm. Andrew doesn't like wasting his time. Did you, take, did you have to take too many poops before this musical, and then you're I, like, oh, the musical wasn't long enough?
1: Nope, I, I did my research, I only took one poop beforehand. Oh, oh, oh. And as far as a cheese rating, I mean, hmm. You know, to be honest, I don't really know what to give this. I, How about I let you think about it, and I'll tell you yeah, what I think. Why don't, why don't you go first, and I'm going to think about it a little bit.
2: I really like Come From Away, it was shocking how emotional i got to this show because i didn't really care about it and i was like far after the tony's performance far after all that and i give it a listen and i'm like holy shit i'm about to cry here and i didn't expect this i thought this was just gonna be goofy white people dancing badly and no no like this is an intensely emotional catharsis like i think like that's the best word to use for it because it is a happy show and it is a fun show but it's only because we have that emotional context of what's going on. Yeah. And therefore I am giving it smoky Avalon cheddar, um, which is a very specific cheese from five brothers, artesian cheese in newfoundland, Newfoundland. I was
1: actually going to say, I was going to give it a cheddar cheese. Cause uh, well, one it's, it says it's popular in Canada, which is always good. And and cheddar is just a very good type of cheese. Um, And I feel like it fits it. So I agree with yours. Alright, Andrew. Um
2: that's great. That 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 was that was a lot of fun, Andrew. I had a lot of lot of fun. And if you haven't seen Come From Away, check it out. This yeah. is one that we both highly recommend, I would say. Highly recommend. Like one of the more fun and emotionally engaging pieces. And it's one of those few things that me and Andrew just outright agree with each other on, which is very rare to begin with. Yeah. Because we're bitter enemies. I mean, bitter, we, bitter enemies. I feel like
1: the shows we generally agree on are the ones that are really good
2: i mean it, w- <laughs>
1: or I really like, terrible
2: <laughs> yes i was about to say like uh, like there's that gradient but when it's like middle range like you tend to hate the positive middle range and then kind of like the lower middle range i
1: guess i mean that's on your scale i i would say the opposite for you so you know what i would say i would say let's dance You'll be a new Newfoundlander!
2: <laughs> you know who won't be a Newfoundlander? Fan- Our wonderful patrons. Thank you guys Don't for say that to this. them! You guys are incredible. And you guys be... are all Newfoundlanders. <laughs> here's your little rain hat. Here's your little rain hat! <laughs> we love you all. Here, Here's kisses, kisses from your musical daddies. Musical daddy kiss musical daddies i'm daddy jess and this is daddy andrew and come sit on our laps and we'll talk to you about a musical
1: you know Jess, i'm not sure that's appropriate
2: (laughs) well i guess someone isn't dedicated to loving our little patron kids but I guess, I guess it's obvious which dad you should love more. Um, either way, thank obvious. you guys for listening. Please follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher at Musicals with Cheese. Our Twitter is at Cheesy Musicals. Our Patreon is Musicals with Cheese. Our Instagram is Musicals with Cheese. Our YouTube page is Musicals with Cheese. Our email is musicaltheaterlives at com. Our turtle card is created by the absolutely incredible Jolene Casco. Go send her some love at Jolene Casco on Instagram. Do you know she Andrew- has a Facebook now? What? Jolene Casco has a Facebook now, did you know that? I did not. It's crazy. Yeah, she has a Facebook too. Go send her some love. Um, Andrew, any news with your band that you want to promote? I know you got a bunch of live shows coming up. Um, honestly not
1: yet. Not not yet. I got some stuff in the works. No oh shit. We I jumped
2: the gun. I'm so sorry. No, um, it's fine. It's fine. But I'll I'll let you know. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? Um, let's see. We love you.
1: And I want a little rain hat. If anyone emails me a rain
2: hat and I can download it onto my head, that would be great. Oh yeah, Do you, here's something that I've legit been considering. If you got if we set up a PO box, would you guys like send us fan art and shit? Like, would that be something that you guys would be interested in doing? Um, leave us, leave us a little comment if you would like that.
1: Yeah, if you ever want to send us Anthrax or anything like that, we would just.
2: <laughs> Just here's our p o box here you go <laughs> I love I love it. I snort it up makes me makes me stronger every day. Whoops <laughs> speaking of nine eleven like an anthrax, do you know what that entire anthrax scare was? No, I don't. It wasn't like any actual terrorist. it was a guy well, I guess he was an actual terrorist, but it was a guy who developed a vaccine for anthrax that was pissed off that no one wanted to finances vaccine because they didn't think it was that important so he's like i'll show them and it was like a few days after 9-11 so he's like i'm gonna send this to a bunch of people and show them how powerful anthrax is so they'll pick up my vaccine and it took them years to find that out i mean on the real though why why
1: would we not fund a vaccine for anthrax
2: because no one thought it was a big big fucking deal i guess until it was did you know about anthrax until they started sending in the mail Hell
1: yeah, I knew about Anthrax. They're one of the big four. You got Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax,
2: (laughs) Slayer. (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: Don't send us Anthrax, kids. All right, we love you very much. We'll see you next time on Musicals with Cheese.